Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. Once again, we're glad that you're gathering with us around the Word of God today for this teaching. This is an important teaching today. <laughs> In fact, it's if it's coming from God's Word, it is always in important but it's important secondarily because of the time that we are in today because we are in a time when it's critical that we understand how to keep our focus on the Lord and to keep our trust in him and they were going to be talking today about how to wait without wavering how to wait without wavering. Before we get into this message and this teaching, I would like to just thank all of you that are waiting with us through this pandemic. It has put us out of of the the hotel that we were holding our services in in between church buildings. And for those of you that are part of our congregation, our physical present congregation right here in Tampa, Florida. Uh, we just thank you so much for waiting with us and and being faithful to the ministry that is reaching out through the web to others. We've got uh, uh, information coming in about that this ministry is touching many, many lives, many more than could be contained within the four walls of our meeting place. Places down through the years. Uh, in fact, this is a church name here in Tampa. We're not encroaching on that name, uh, but we are indeed a church without walls right now. And even when we're back within walls, we've always been a church that didn't just have a us for and no more attitude. We've wanted to reach, as Paul said, I must preach the gospel to the regions beyond. And through the web, we have the opportunity and we have the technology uh, to preach the gospel to the regions beyond. Uh, we know there was a pastor in Africa that used to listen uh, to our radio broadcast and and contacted us. And, and we know we were reaching Australia and we were reaching uh, even the Arctic areas. God is so good to allow us uh, to continue to reach out. You know, we claimed a scripture years ago when we got involved in media ministry and that was he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions well god is sending his word today amen and we're so grateful to be part of that great process you know why because the scripture says of his word my word is like the snow and the rain that comes down from heaven watereth the earth and causes it to bring forth and to budge. So shall the word be. See, it's cause and effect. I want you to say that with me today. Cause and effect. And causes it to bring forth and to budge. So shall the word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It will prosper in the thing where to I sent it and it'll accomplish that that I desire. <laughs> Amen. So are you ready for God's word to work in you today? I certainly am. Amen. So we're going to be talking once again how to wait without 
unwavering. An important message. And tell you why. Let me read first from the book of James and then from the book of Hebrews. Listen. In James chapter 1, beginning with verse 2. My brethren. Well, I'm going to back up because this is a time of teaching. I want to back up to James chapter 1. Listen, it begins with James chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greeting. Why were they scattered abroad? Because intense persecution had come, and they had to relocate for many different reasons because in this time of intense persecution, and they had a need for something that we need today. Not because we are scattered because of persecution in the sense of of people not hiring us because we're Christian or people just ostracizing us from their presence or casting us out of their families or, or various other things they did more severe. But we're in a time today that we need to be able to wait upon the Lord. Our persecutions are going to intensify. Amen. As time goes on, as light and darkness continue to come into conflict, and we represent an entire different kingdom than the kingdoms of this world. So he's telling these these 12 tribes that are scattered to be patient and to persevere, to endure the persecutions, persevere in their trust and faith in God and and not waver in spite of all of this. And now we're going to show you the value of that, how to wait without wavering. Listen to what he said in verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, literally into various kinds of trials and testings. Persecution is one of those testings that we uh, we all go through, all those that live godly. Now, if you're a phony baloney and you're not really a Christian and you don't live any to any degree out your faith because you really don't have a true faith, uh, then, then the world will embrace you because you still belong to the world. The devil is not going to fight you because he's already got you. But if you, all those that live godly, shall suffer persecution. It takes different forms, but everyone who lives out their faith, who manifests the new life in Jesus Christ, demonstrating a different value system than the values of this world, amen, standing for right when so many are standing up for what's wrong. Friend of mine, you will be persecuted and you should wear it as a badge of authenticity (laughs) instead of wanting the world to love you you ought to be glad that God loves you and that God has forgiven your sins saved you brought you into his royal family put you in his kingdom and put his kingdom in you glory be to God amen count it all joy Write it up to joy. You know, the Bible said if you're persecuted for doing wrong, you don't have anything to glory in. You ought not be doing that. But if you're persecuted for doing the right thing, when you're, when you're persecuted for His sake, Christ's sake, and the gospel's sake, rejoice 
and be exceedingly glad. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Because great is your reward in heaven when they cast your name out as evil and speak all manner of evil against you for my sake. He said, you need to rejoice. And I believe one of the things that allows us to endure and persevere under persecution and under pressure is the joy of the Lord and the joy of our salvation. For the scripture is clear, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations or various trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, literally develops patience, but let patience, oh, I'm going to stop right here. You know, the scripture says that that patience worketh, tribulation rather, worketh patience. Tribulation, the pressures of, of living in a faulty body in a fallen world with a foe by the name of the devil who, he doesn't let up, he perseveres. You've got to give him credit for perseverance. He never stops fighting. He knows he has but a short time. He knows his destiny. And he knows he has lost the battle with God and with Christ. They're not coming back. God, Christ is not coming back to defeat him. He's coming back to consign him to where he is going to, to be kept for a thousand years, let out for a small season, and then placed in hell for eternity with the false prophet, with the Antichrist, and with those who have trodden underfoot the offer of salvation, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, knowing this, the trying of your faith develops patience. Tribulation worketh patience. And patience experience. And experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. Hallelujah. We come to the place through facing trials and not escaping all of those trials. Patience doesn't develop. Perseverance doesn't develop. If God takes us from every situation that would test us, but when God takes us through them, that's when patience develops. And patience is an incredible virtue. That's why the Bible said that follow them who through faith and patience. If we're teaching faith to deliver us from everything, instead of allowing God to take us through everything. You know, the scripture said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivereth him out of them all. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean he takes us from. Many times he takes us through what was what the devil meant for evil in Joseph's life. God meant for good. And all of those trials that he faced brought him to where God wanted him to be because he waited without wavering. Glory be to God. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith develops patience. And here's the where we cooperate with God's process to develop us. And that's in verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work, 
her complete or finished work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, now this is wisdom concerning the fact that we will go through trials, tests, persecutions, tribulation. Not the great tribulation, but tribulation. Jesus, that pro- Jesus promised us in this world. I usually ask our physical congregation for a raise of hands. How many of you live in this world? <laughs> Amen. If it's not your other worldly, and, and uh, I'm just kidding. But I'm going to tell you today, this world is a fallen world. This world is a world under the direct, distinct influence of the evil one. And we are God's luminaries in this sin-darkened world. And he wants to showcase us, not by keeping us in a va- living in a vacuum, living in a bubble. We go through things like anyone else, but we don't go through them like anyone else. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Why? Because we are not like others who have no hope. I know that's in the context of, of, of losing people to, to death, but we're not like others who have no hope. Amen. But we're not like others who have no hope in every situation, every negative event, every trial, every test, every persecution, every disease, everything. We are not like others because we are God's children and he is our heavenly father and Jesus Christ is our king and the Holy Spirit is our helper. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. We are not like others because we are a kingdom of people who have hope in God in everything. Praise God. So if we lack wisdom concerning the trials and tests that God allows and permits us to go through to develop us in in an essential that is imperative to our faith working as it should to receive His will, His purpose in our life. You know, the Bible said once again, be followers of them who through faith and that developed virtue of patience inherit the promises hallelujah praise god so if you're going to follow someone who through faith and patience inherits the promise you've got to follow those who have went through some things because if you don't go if you're trying to use your faith to escape any kind of test or trial or persecution or challenge where you don't need patience with your faith you're asking to never develop, to never mature, to never grow up, to never be developed in perseverance and endurance. And, and that, that is a terrible state to stay in, knowing that these things are going to come. In this world, we're going to have tribulation and we need faith coupled with patience to endure it and persevere And see God take us through it. Hallelujah. And let the world know that we are not like others who have no hope. Because tribulation worketh patience. 
patience, endurance, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, and endurance, experience rather, and endurance through that experience worketh hope, and hope maketh not ashamed. In other words, anyone who develops in these virtues of patience and endurance and perseveres because we have hope, we're going to see God come through, God show up, and God show out, regardless of what we may be facing. And God is going to show the world through not keeping us in a bubble, but show the world by taking us through our trouble. <laughs> Amen. Pastor Buster Rhyme today. I, I can't help it. I got the joy of the Lord in my heart. Amen. If if we're to count it joy when we're persecuted, joy when we're facing challenges, amen, then I'm counting it joy today because I know the outcome. I don't have to wait and see. My hope is in the Lord. My help is from the Lord. And the scripture's clear. Happy is the man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Happy. Can you imagine in times like these to actually be happy in spite of it? Happy is the man who hath the Lord God of Jacob for his help. I'm going to tell you, if you're happy in times like this, it's, it's going to showcase you. You're going to stand apart from the general population. I went into the cleaners last week. The dry cleaners have been going to the same dry cleaners for 21 years. And the lady at the counter has been there for 21 years. Yes, we're both getting gray-headed. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen. But she's known me for 21 years as a customer, and I've, long, I've known her for all of these years of serving my wife and I. And she asked me when I walked in, again, with the joy of the Lord. See, I'm wearing my mask. You have to to go in. She's wearing hers. But listen, I'm not wearing a mask over my eyes. I'm not wearing a mask over my attitude and my voice. That is not mask. Amen. And I'm not putting on. This is real with me. It's a 24-7 thing. She said, she said, Mr. Venable, do you ever get down. Do you ever get down? She's never saw, saw me down. Did I ever get down? I, I answered absolutely yes. I don't wear a mask of pretense. I am down. I said that I, I went through things. I, my, my son, my oldest son passing away, that hit me like a ton of bricks falling on me, a piano falling on me from a 10-story building. My heart was crushed. It was broken into a thousand pieces. But I am not like others who have no hope. Who are these others who have no hope? Amen. The scripture is very clear. To be without hope and without God in this present world. Everyone who doesn't know Christ is Savior. And I'm going to add to that. I believe we can say this without doing an injustice to the Scriptures. And everyone who doesn't keep their trust in God. You can become like the world in the sense of hopelessness if you acknowledge helplessness and you do not keep your trust in God. Amen. We are not like others. 
So I wanted her to know, yes, I have down days. I get down, but I don't stay down. And the reason is because when I get down, I don't just get back up. I look up. (laughs) David said in the Psalms, I will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Now, there was no particular hill where, where God dwelt. And if you looked at that, he was looking up. From that that had made him downcast or cast down. He was looking up. Lift up your head. Lift up your head. Look unto the hills. Therefore look unto the heavens. Look unto God. Where your help comes from. Amen. And what a t- how it testifies. Hallelujah. To everyone around you. That you are not like others in a particular, peculiar way, because you have hope no matter what is going on. Praise God. So if any of you lack wisdom concerning these trials and going through these trials and facing these challenges in verse 5, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, here it is, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. That means he's completely at the mercy of his circumstances. A wave can't do anything on its own. It is both created and and it manipulated by the currents and the winds and the storms. It can be calm if the sea is calm. But it can't be calm if the sea is stormy. It's driven by the wind and tossed. What a, what a definition of what wavering is. Amen. Subject to the, to the circumstances, whatever they may be, they will affect us deeply and infect us with the fear and the doubt and the, and the, the, just the, the overall uh, discouragement when the trials come. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. For a double-minded man is unstable. Two-faced is what this is talking about. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Amen. See, God requires that we not waver in our faith in His faithfulness. Now, if my faith was in my faith today, I'm going to tell you I would be wavering because my faith seems to, to, to fluctuate at times. You know what I'm saying? There, there have been low times in my life when I've had to go right back to the Word like a first grader. <laughs> Hallelujah. And get right back in the fundamentals of God's promises and, well, first God's person. And then God's promises. And build my faith back up. I can't just teach faith, preach faith, without practicing faith. Hallelujah. I have to go back to Hebrews 11. (laughs) Amen. Where it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I have to go back. Amen. To the word of God that says faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word. And sometimes when I study the scripture... I read it out loud, 
not so anyone around me can hear it like I'm teaching right now, but so that my own spirit can hear it. Hallelujah. You know, you can read it and read it. It does come, but there's something about it in your mouth when you speak it in the authority in which it was written. That your own spirit grabs a hold of it. I don't know exactly the mystery of all of that. But I do know this. I know that we are saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God. Amen. And I know that, that, that we believe unto righteousness in our heart. But confession is made unto salvation through our mouth. Praise God. And I'm not just talking about confessing and, and trying to have some kind of creative God-like ability. I'm talking about speaking the word. You know, David David put it this way. So he talked to himself. He talked to his own inward man that was cast down. So why art thou cast down within me? Hope thou in God, for he shall yet be the health of thy countenance. He spoke to his own spirit with his own voice. Praise God. And then he spoke to God about the help that he needed. He said, he said, when my soul is overwhelmed within me, those times will occur. When my soul is overwhelmed within me, he said, Lord, here's what I need. Lead me to that rock that is higher than I. For the Lord has been a shelter for me and a refuge from mine enemies. You see, faith in your faith, which can, and I'm going to go so far as to say it will waver. Amen. But there is a way to stabilize that wavering faith. How to wait without wavering is a crucial message in an all, given all the uncertainties of life, there is a certainty of God's faithfulness to help us. And that's what David cried for, and that's what David got. He said, he lifted me from the miry clay. He put my feet upon a rock. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, wavering faith can be stabilized if we put our trust and hope in God and faith in God. Amen. There's hope for you today, friend. I want you to know you might have wavering faith. That wavering faith can be, can be stabilized through looking away from the problem, looking away from the trouble, and looking away from our own weakness of our own flesh and looking to the greatness and faithfulness and graciousness of our God and our King, the one who said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. <laughs> Amen. Lo, I'm with you always. Glory to God. And looking to the one that he sent to abide within us, the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete, one who is here to act in behalf of another. Praise God. We can't expect God to answer prayers when we're doubting one day and we're trying to believe the other day and we're just up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. I'm not saying you'll never get down, 
But I'm saying we don't live this up and down, up and down roller coaster experience and expect to receive what God has promised and purposed for us. Hallelujah. If we develop in patience, if we let patience have her perfect work and we follow them through who through faith, faith and patience inherit the promises, we're going to inherit the promises by letting God develop us in patience so that we can wait upon the Lord without wavering until the promise comes. Oh my goodness, our time is almost gone and I just feel like teaching. I feel like preaching this message because it's so vital. To my victory, it's so vital to your victory today. I feel faith rising up in me just teaching this today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The devil will say, you can't, you, you, you're not going to receive because you, you, you were down and, and yeah, I was down. I was down. I was down, but I looked up. <laughs> and I got up, and God helped me up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, friend, our time is gone. And I hate to leave you today in, in the sense of, of this broadcast ending. Because God is wanting us to pursue His promises, to stand in that privileged place with Him, where that we know that we know that we know that everything is working together for good, and according to Hebrews 10, and we know that he that shall come will come and he will not tarry. Hallelujah. The Lord has heard your cry today, dear friend. He's heard your prayer. God's eyes are on the righteous and his ears, his ears are open to their cry. David said, I cried unto the Lord. He didn't cry like a baby. He cried out in his time of need to the God that he had put his trust in. And he said, you heard me. You heard me. And the first thing he did was on the inside before he delivered him on the outside. I cried unto the Lord. He heard me. And delivered me from all of my fears. Hallelujah. So before the deliverance from the circumstance comes. God delivers from the debilitating. Discouraging. Depressing. Fear. That begins to grip us. And instead of letting fear. Direct us. We let our faith. Loose in God. In fact, fear highly motivates me to put my faith in Him and to release it in Him and Him alone. Today, if you don't know Jesus, the Scripture said you're without hope and without God in this world, this fallen present world. Run to Jesus today. Come to Jesus today. Repent of your sins and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And have help through this world and eternal life 
in the world to come. In Jesus' name.